Happy New Year 2021 and welcome back to another episode of the Piano Pod. I am Clara Zhang. I am Yukimi Song. And I am Eric Hunter. The Piano Pod is a monthly podcast where we interview some of the brightest talents in the industry. Each episode features a guest speaker who is making bold new innovations that may change the way we play or teach piano or even the way we think about music. We have been so lucky to have some wonderful guests in our first five episodes last fall. If you missed any of them, you can catch up on your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or iHeartRadio. We also have an amazing guest lineup for the next several months, which you can see on our social media. And if you want to find out more about us, be sure to check out our introductory video where we explain who we are and why we started this podcast. Today, we have our first guest of 2021, Dr. Paolo Martini, a composer, clarinetist, and a composition theory professor at the Manhattan School of Music and formerly at the Berklee College of Music. He was a prize winner of the prestigious Queen Elizabeth competition in 2005 for his composition of Violin Concerto. His music has been performed by such orchestras and ensembles as the Orchestra della Toscana, Orchestra Roma Sinfonietta, Orchestra di Santa Cecilia, and broadcasted by Vatican Radio, Rai Radio Torre, and Swiss Radio. He has just released his first orchestral album entitled The Month Has End, Have Ends produced by his label New Focus Recording and available on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, and directly from his website. Congratulations, Paulo. Thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Of course. And uh, are these uh, the only website that people can, uh, audience can find your CDs or are there other places? If, um, yeah, if people go on my personal website they can find a way to if they're interested to find my cd also there uh, also to to the recording label new focus recordings so there are different ways is available on itunes spotify as you mentioned of course bars nobles and where all the cds are sold so <laughs> without any further ado let's welcome paulo welcome yeah, to the show. thank you so much <laughs> I will start off, um, you know, with some questions um, of maybe your background. Uh, I know you are originally from Rome, uh, Italy. Um, what was your upbringing like in Italy, Rome? And I believe you also lived in Milan for many years. And um, no, I mostly lived uh, my life in in Italy, in Rome. Mm. And uh, I was born in Rome and I was studying in, in Rome. <laughs> so I'm a truly Roman. And uh, um, regarding music, I studied in Conservatorio of Santa Cecilia, one of the oldest in the world. And uh, it's in a very historical building, very beautiful uh, ex-convent where <laughs> there were nuns in the past. Wow. Now, right now, it's a conservatory. It's very beautiful with some Roman columns, you know, and some altars and some beautiful, beautiful view um, uh, in, in my conservatory. And you can feel the aura of the great past because there was like great composers were teaching there, like Respighi. Wow. And uh, actually, Santa Cecilia was founded by Palestrina. 
Mm. Imagine from Renaissance time, Academia of Santa Cecilia uh, came from him. So I studied in very, very old institution and uh, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> so were they super hard on you guys? I remember the story always talked about the three days exam that you had to take where you had to stay there. Yeah, so like when I was uh, actually, I think right now the things are a little bit different because mm -hmm. we try to update an uh, international system. When I was there, I studied uh, at the time I studied clarinet and I studied, um, I took the diploma in clarinet also in the composition and the choral music and choral conducting. So I did mm -hmm. three, three fields music. And uh, all of them, they were actually very, very intense and long, long program. Composition is 10 years, imagine, like it's a very, very long, uh, long uh, program. And uh, yes, as uh, you, Clara, mentioned, the final exam of composition is was kind of medieval <laughs> type of exam because they lock me, not only me, all this, the candidates uh, for uh, three days in a room. Only just for the composers. Composer yeah. students. Yeah. I see. We had to compose a fugue in three in uh, in two days, and mm -hmm. we had to compose uh, orchestral variations in three days, and also sonata in three days. So, so it's, it was it was very very intense. When I came out from that exam, I was exhausted, and uh, I was so happy to have to be done. And I wonder if that that's what they did in the very beginning they say in 14th century right the italian yeah, it's actually <laughs> following the they gave us some teams that we had to develop mm -hmm. and so it was really like an old fashioned exam that's really cool actually the food that we had to <laughs> right you have to ring the bell and yeah, we had to ring wow. the bell and there were some you know Maybe you are from actually two centuries ago. Who knows? <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your Elizabeth competition. How, how did yeah, you? Yeah, there was a piece, uh, a piece I wrote after I, I finished my my studies in conservatory. I did uh, also um, kind of a master, mm -hmm. in another composer. Mm -hmm. I studied in in, um, in Santa Cecilia regarding composition with a great composer who actually passed away. Uh, Month ago, so I'm happy to um, homage to him because he was a great musician. Ivan Van, yeah, he was Hungarian but naturalized Italian. Mm. Uh, yeah, he was a great artist and great teacher. He studied with Petrassi, he was a very important figure in Italy for composers, not only composers. Uh, but after him, I went to study also in an academy of Santa Gilla, which is after you know. A regular degree in conservatory, like a master. Yep. And during that period, I wrote this violin concerto. Mm. And uh, I sent to this competition with no expectation because I usually don't like competitions. And right. I I don't believe so much in competition. But I was, I was I think I did the, the right thing to send this piece to mm. Russell. And uh, I received an important prize. I won. I I was second. Uh, like yeah, after the winner was 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 not me. The first prize. I was the second prize. So I received some money and uh, some you know. So did that help you to eventually? I I believe you had some CDs released back when you were in Italy, right? And orchestra works. And did you ever compose an opera or 
How was it like, like the publishers in Italy before you moved here? So in Italy, I was working uh, a lot as a performer too. I was doing mm. clarinet, sure, as, uh, for you know classical and contemporary music in orchestra. I was playing also with Opera Theater of Rome for a while. I was playing together with Ennio Morricone, a famous film composer. Mm. I recorded also passed away mm. <laughs> a few, few, yeah, few months ago. And um, what I was saying, so I was playing with him. I recorded some of his soundtracks and uh, I was composing. I was composing for concerts, concert seasons and the chamber music and some orchestra works. Uh, I had some recordings, but most of these recordings were like, uh, you know, compilation of different composers. We unified our, uh, you know, resources and uh, we made it. Together with other young composers, we made some CDs. So I had I had pieces in different compilations. So I I'm glad about this new CD you came just came out because it's just right. Uh, despite of you know what's happening right now, it's uh, magnificent that you get to produce a CD like this. And so uh, I just want to start out with the um, the origin of this album how did you and it also you have quite several pieces major orchestral work with the uh, concert concertino mm -hmm. so um i want you to tell us how did you compile all these pieces so yes so this uh, this new album uh, comprehend five works for orchestra two of them with soloists so one is uh, with the great soprano alda caiello and another one with me as a clarinetist, as a soloist. And uh, uh, these five works uh, are from, I mean, the oldest one is from 2011. So it's kind of old, uh, almost, uh, I mean, nine years ago. And um, their most recent is to, from 2018. So those pieces are kind of like represent the passage from it, from Italy to US. And uh, it's like a combination of I mean, how they, they show how my style changed over time, also with the clash with the new, with the new environment, American environment, uh, with, who adopted me. So um, uh, I think it was interesting in this CD for this reason. Also, I had the orchestras from both Italy and the US. Wow! In this in this same mm -hmm. album, so it really represent uh, kind of like. <laughs> A love letter for both countries, Italy mm -hmm. and the uh, US, and uh, I combined the two. Those uh, recordings are all live, so I didn't uh, record in studio because right now you can imagine with COVID it would be impossible. Right. And also I had a very good, very good recording, a live recording of these performances. And uh, so I, of course, I edited them. I made them the sound with the sound engineer of the New Focus label. Mm -hmm. And we did, the, I mean, they did a great job of uh, adjusting the sound. I mean, live recording, they're always, you know, challenging for that reason. And But they, they did a great job. And
So when you compose, do you think of poetry or do you get inspired by a story or do you try to imagine a story as you compose? So regarding this specific piece, of course, I had the guidance from the, the poet, the great poet, Emily Dickinson, uh, which, you know, through her words, uh, helped me to create a story through my music. Because, of course, when there is a poetry, we always have kind of like, you know, we, the poetry suggests us the form of the piece and also the structure and the differentiation of moods during the piece. Mm -hmm. so in that case, when there is a text, I usually try to follow my instinct, but according to what the text suggests to me. Mm. Regarding the other pieces, which are more abstract because there is no any text, um, I, I try to create a story as well, even if there is not a, a specific plot. But I like to imagine like true music like a story, like uh, usually with contrast, uh, dramas and release of tension and uh, conclusion. Also, I like the mystery to create some kind of tension that uh, create uh, expectation from the listeners. Mm -hmm. They are, they like, uh, I like to create, yeah, the sense of, you know, waiting for something that's going to happen. I don't know if I, su I succeed in that, but I, I try to. And uh, yeah, but I, it depends. Some pieces I have in some pieces I had before the idea of the general form. Mm -hmm. Other time I, the, the idea of the form uh, step by step becomes more clear while I'm composing. Especially when I heard the first one, Mercy, just felt like maybe he, you're thinking about maybe some certain story not directly taken something out of it, but I felt like, because there were, I guess, sections. Um, I, um, so especially toward the end, it was just very moving, um, like second half or maybe one third toward the end. Um, there was a cello um, solo with the orchestra in background and was just very moving. And um, especially times like this, and you get very, vulnerable and sometimes lonely and um, really have mercy on me right um i just uh, that prayer or the longing was really carried out by the um melody and harmony so cool. I, yeah i felt that <laughs> yeah so so tell us about mercy yeah so um uh, when I composed this piece, I had in mind like another piece uh, from the past, mm. which is Miserere. Miserere is like Latin mm. version of mercy. And there is a famous story that this Miserere by a composer, which is not that famous, but his name is Allegri. Mm. And uh, he's famous mostly for this piece. But this piece was like glorious, like was one of the most uh, famous pieces of uh, Renaissance time and uh, was very secret. So apparently in, uh, in Rome, in St. Peter's Church, they played this piece during Easter time. And uh, uh, only once a year they played this piece, mm. if I'm wrong, once or twice a year. And uh, this piece was very mysterious. So no one could, to, to, could, could uh, access to, this, to the score of this piece. 
So it was very interesting. Only, only the in Vatican, I mean, inside of the church of St. Peter, they could, only a few people, the musicians, could access to the score. Mm. But there is a legend that the young Mozart went to with his father to Rome. And of course, with the great year he had, he transcribed everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that a complex piece. It's, it's, it's doable. But in any case, Mozart could, could have done very easily. And uh, this piece is beautiful and very, like, you know, merciful, of course. And uh, um, when, I, when I received this commission in 2013 or 12, I think 12, uh, from uh, Orchestra della Toscana, um, they commissioned me this piece for a festival, which is called the uh, Plate, was called. Mm. And it was a beautiful festival with uh, a lot of it, all Italian composers from the oldest to the youngest. And um, I was already living in US. And uh, in that time, uh, Italy was uh, having some trouble in politics and economy. And I felt a lot of compassion for my country, for my friends, and for my family, for myself too, <laughs> for all humans. I felt like, oh my God, how miserable all, all of we human are, like suffering. And mm. So I wanted to, you know, to make a modern version of this type of piece, to have mercy on us, like these wonderful words from the gospel. And uh, I wanted to create something update to our time, of course. And uh, so I used actually, I don't know if I can play, but this is improvised, but you know, there, sure. is, uh, there is uh, the material, if I don't remember wrongly, of this piece. Mm -hmm. It's based on um, a suspension, you know, the famous suspension when I do, like, for example. This double suspension. So, of, of the third, actually, this mm -hmm. comes from the original Miserere. So, all the piece is based on these five notes, actually. One, two, three. Four and then I made the, a Picardy third. Ah. So this is the very simple idea that came from this. Sorry, this piece. Mm -hmm. And uh, I use these five notes in um, in a very different way. So I like to transform the material. So I started from this idea. Actually, I didn't invent anything because I took this mm -hmm. fragment from. It's just an archetype, you know, comes from everybody use this cadence, like this uh, suspension. Uh, but I use these five notes in, uh, in dividing the piece in three parts. The first part, I want to represent the abstraction of the search for purity. And, um, and the fact that the, the beginning of the piece is, uh, is very abstract. We have these notes like looking for, searching for something. And we have some repetition, kind of a lament you know, of the brass and, uh, and the winds. And this is the first part. It's kind of slow and mysterious and uh, abstract, I would say, almost cold. The second part, instead, I, I wanted to represent the hectic you know, quality of life, especially in big cities like New York and Rome. So it's much more rhythmical, more contrast, more excitement. And, and the last part is the real miserere, the real mm -hmm. mercy. And uh, it's, um, 
is the part where these five notes become like a chorale. And uh, so it's like uh, the conclusion of all the journey we, we heard before. Mm. So this was the idea. The, the idea, the former idea came actually from movies. <laughs> Because at that time I was watching, this can be probably interesting for the, the listeners, um, people who are watching us because, you know, Stanley Kubrick is one of the most famous director of our time, movie director. Mm. At that time I was watching some of his movies, especially one uh, very violent, uh, <laughs> terrible movie, Full Metal Jacket. I don't know if you know it. Full Metal? Oh. About Vietnam, yeah. Oh, that is a very shocking... Very disturbing, yeah. Mm. But I like how he divided the, the, the movie in exactly three parts, which are clearly divided in uh, during the movie. And I did actually the same, because my piece is really like a triptych, like divided in three parts. Really. Okay. I have to watch the movie again. It's been such a long time. Why? I mean, was it was inspired okay. for um, for the content because, of uh -huh. course, the movie is about war and violence. And, but I was inspired by the form, formal aspect of uh, of mm. his work. I see. So, so you seem to get inspiration from other form of arts, art as well. I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I try. I sometimes I. I get more ideas from visual art, like painting or uh, yeah, installations, sculptures, uh, literature too. Yeah, more than music sometimes. Oh yeah. Also music, of course. But music of the past. I like I like to go very back back on time, and I like to talk to my ancestors. Yeah. You have several, you know, influenced so influences in actually in this these five pieces you wrote, and one of them is Ennio Morricone, and and you, you just mentioned uh, with Clara that you get to work with him, or you, mm -hmm. yeah, he yeah, he wrote a film movie um, by Tarantino, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it? Um, which one was it? Of Tarantino. I mean, Tarantino used this music many times, but oh. it's all he took from uh, from uh, other movies from the from previous movies. But the last movie he did, uh, which no, sorry, the second to the last movie he did, uh, which is The Hateful Eight, uh, asked finally to Ennio Morricone to do us original soundtrack for for his movies. Anyone an Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he deserved the Oscar much before with other mm -hmm. other movies. In my opinion, even better. That but was whoa. his first one, right? The, yeah, he won another Oscar for a career, but never for another movie. Mm. Oh wow, that's incredible! Yeah, so it's kind of a, what, what's like to work with him? 
So it was very interesting. I was playing clarinet. Uh, so I was playing clarinet mostly in orchestra with him. I recorded some of his uh, soundtrack, mm. some of his soundtracks, but I, I did also concerts with, the, with him because he used to be conducting his music around Europe. Um, and I was you know, touring with him in the orchestra playing clarinet. I played also his con con uh, contemporary music because he was also a composer of, for concerts. So I, I was, uh, was very interesting for me. He was a very serious uh, composer, serious man, old fashioned mm. Roman, uh, composer. Actually studied with the same teacher of my teacher. So in a way I belong to the same tradition. Mm. And it was, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I don't think my piece uh, were, were influenced by his music, but one of the pieces of the, the CD is dedicated to him for his 90th birthday. And uh, uh, I quoted a little bit of one of his famous uh, soundtracks from the, the, Good, the, Band, the Good, The Bad and the Ugly, a famous Western movie. Mm -hmm. I quoted uh, this famous tune, uh, at the end, but I made it very, very hidden, so no one could tell. Even him, he, he didn't realize I was there. I think, and uh, but I was very happy because I had this piece together with another piece of, of him during mm -hmm. the concert, and I gave this the score to him, and he was very happy, liked the piece. And unfortunately, he died uh, the next year, so I was happy to to give mm -hmm. him this final. Um, gift uh, and okay. like, yeah it's amazing musical yeah. gift. No, but last question so i was also fascinated by the uh, design of the album the cover it's so beautiful and so who designed it and what's oh, what yeah. The inspiration? So, yeah happy to mention his name is my friend artist marco gallotta mm. who lives in new york is a very successful artist and he specializes, I would say, in portrait. He does a lot of portrait, cutting the paper. So what you see is like he, he made uh, my face and then he cut after with the, wow. with, uh, with the scissors and he makes these cuts, which are like kind of his style, mm -hmm. his style. And um, yeah, I think it's amazing, amazing yeah. work. And we are very good friends. So I had the idea to ask him to create a cover for me and Mm. I think came very, very beautiful. Yeah, the design and then your music just go together so well. So, Thank so you. congratulations again. So, I know you're an amazing clarinetist, and uh, I mean, we listened to your uh, concertino on the album. You clearly have some chops on the clarinet. But as we are a piano podcast, and I know you also play the piano, I wanted to ask you about your relationship with the instrument, and especially um, if you use it in your compositional process. Yes. So actually, I started playing piano. It was my first instrument when I was a baby, I mean, a kid. And uh, piano for me is really important. I, I could not compose just on the clarinet. I would <laughs> never, anytime I think music, I visualize the keyboard of piano. 
Mm. So for me, it's very, very important. And um, I compose usually at, at, at the desk with, uh, I'm a traditional composer with pencil and, you know, eraser. Uh, but I always try things out on the piano and um, I also need the, the physical uh, contact with the, with the instrument, the piano. Um, sometimes I compose at the piano, but most frequently at the desk, but usually I, I check all the time. So mm. especially if I have to write for piano, I need the piano. Sure, sure. Have you written a lot of compositions for piano? I, I did, yeah. I mean, a lot, no, but I, I did, yeah. I, I wrote um, um, many pieces, yeah. Wonderful. I want to chime in for one thing. I forgot to ask, I want to ask the, about the prelude and the fugue. Those are yeah. piano pieces, right? Yes, so um, I finished last year this other big project, uh, which actually is going to be uh, published very soon. I'm uh, in the middle of uh, this publishing, and it's a big work. I took one year of my of my life, and uh, it's uh, 24 preludes and fugue. Like you know, I I follow the model, the great model of Bach, but I made in my own way. Of course, there are tonal tonal fugues and tonal preludes. I, I respect all the um, different uh, keys, 24 keys, and I'm very excited because for me it was a I try to update, you know, this old form in my own way, putting inside some contemporary vibes, you know, like some uh, jazz influence, African minimal music, uh, different influence. I mean, anything I could put to my could come to my imagination, uh, I, I used in this work. But always, of course, being careful that I have to respect the old tradition and. Uh, well, this is another project I'm very happy and I uh, can't wait to, to present. It still was not still performed, so. Oh, okay. Um, and the scores will be available for purchase when it comes out? Yes, yes. I am in the, in the middle of, uh, I mean, we are publishing with um, an Italian uh, publishing company called the Curci Editor, uh, Editore. Mm. And it's going to be hopefully this year uh will be published uh, before the summer hopefully maybe even sooner and so if people are interested in finding scores of your older works where could they get them good question <laughs> so i have uh, some works with an italian uh, uh, publisher which is rycom in the past it was called the right trade but now it's called rycom and it's uh, connecting with Italian uh, radio and uh, Italian TV. And uh, I, I have a lot of works uh, self-published, so you can find some of my works uh, on my website. And of course, you can contact me through my website and um, I can, uh, of course, send my score if somebody wants to purchase or find a specific work. And right now, as I mentioned, I'm going to publish my 24 Produce and Fugue with uh, another publishing company, which is uh, Curci Editore. So, yeah, and for anybody who's listening, the links to um, Paolo's website where you can find all his uh, works and recordings will be in the description.
when we were talking earlier, you said you're even getting into electronics this year. <laughs> Electronic is a big work, a big <laughs> yeah, work. It is. Work. But uh, I, yeah, I was trying to, I used this bad period of, you know, isolation and um, COVID problems to, to learn something new for me. So I had, um, I had to buy actually for, for working reason, I had to buy a new computer. Uh, because the one I had before I was not able to <laughs> to work finally uh, fine uh, fine uh, on uh, on Zoom. Sorry guys, I'm a little bit tired, so sometimes my English becomes weak. That's okay. No, no, you're you're doing great. I'm right there with you. Uh, so no, what I was saying, I I bought a new computer and also I bought a new program for me uh, of uh, editing and uh, yeah and composing. Which is I don't want to make. Can I say the name or maybe oh, not? Oh yeah, 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 sure. You can. Yeah, I mean, it's famous. Logic is called. Um, I mean, many people use. It's one of the most popular. And because I play clarinet, I also play. And now I bought a saxophone, <laughs> and I have different type of clarinet. I have bass clarinet, uh, regular. I mean, A clarinet, A clarinet, B flat. Now I have this alto sax. And I have a piano, electric keyboard, uh, etc. So I, I, I became kind of a one-man show, <laughs> one-man yeah. one music. Band in your apartment, huh? Sorry, one-man one band. So I, I made some songs, even pop, a little bit pop. And uh, yeah, maybe you know, in the future I will do an album of these more light, uh, more uh, lighter songs. And yeah. I like the song so far. The ones I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're always looking for the next new thing to push yourself, which I really admire in any composer or any creative for that matter. Um, you know, one thing I really like, speaking as a digital composer myself, is that I feel like it's cheating because if you have a digital keyboard plugged into a computer and some sample libraries, you can be any instrument in the orchestra. Um, have you gotten into that at all yet? Or you're yes. Yes, yeah. actually, when I use the you know, guitar from the keyboard, like I play myself, I try to. It's actually fun because even if you use a, a keyboard, like a piano, but every time you use you know, the sound of a guitar or a flute, the challenge is to create, to follow the style of the instrument. You know? So yeah. you make arpeggios as to sound like a guitar or the way you create a melody on flute sound as to be like a flute melody. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, was, um, I was trying to use as much I can, um, like real um, sound from the instrument I can play. Mm -hmm. Even with my voice, I I record my voice. I made some choral pieces, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm experimenting just for fun and and to see what will come out of it. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so. Um, so aside from what you're working on right now, what we just talked about, do you have any future prospects, uh, future projects or aspirations for things in, uh, you know, years to come? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I have to finish a piece for ensemble that I am in the middle of, um, chamber ensemble. And uh, after this piece, I, I, mm, I would love to work on with voice again. 
<laughs> so either uh, I'm not sure if I will go back to a project I started about uh, an opera, real opera. Uh, but you know, it's a big, big uh, work. So it's uh, maybe I will start with something smaller, like with this time using a tenor probably or baritone solo, because the piece with the um, Emily Dickinson poems feature a soprano. So I want to make another kind of a twin of that piece with a male voice. So I have to find the right poem. I still don't know exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, I want to I wanna go back to work with voice. Okay. You know, talking about these huge works, and I mean, you sound so busy, and I'm, I'm sure you are. It just makes me wonder, what does your day look like? And how much time do you spend composing? every day. I'm sure it's different for every composer, right? But I'm just very yeah. curious. I wish it was more sometimes. And mm. um, so when I have my schedule, full schedule of teaching, I have to be very diligent and find, you know, the way that, because, you know, teaching is also draining a lot of energy. Yeah. Especially right now with the, with the online teaching is very tiring. So I have to really sometimes push myself and uh, force myself to to have uh, like some hours that I know that are dedicated to composition but you know sometimes I I change I'm not uh, like you know always regular sometimes I can work many hours in the same day sometimes I don't compose at all sometimes I, I try to compose regularly a few hours a day so it depends I'm not uh, I'm not always consistent. I have crisis, some moments where I cannot write, I don't want to write. Uh, so I admire composers who can compose exactly every day, the same hours from 18 a.m. until I'm not that type. I change time all the time. I usually prefer the morning. Mm -hmm. Morning is my favorite. It helps a lot for me when I have uh, commissions, when I request. I feel like I'm much more motivated and uh, I compose more, I compose faster. But even if I don't, sometimes we don't have always commission. So even if when I don't have commission, I try to imagine which piece I would love to compose, even if no one asked me. Mm. Sometimes it's even more uh, exciting sometimes. Yeah, I really like that idea uh, because certainly composers and performers, I think most musicians really work best under a deadline, right? Uh, that's when we do our best work. That's when we work the most. It just, and I think really it doesn't have to do with procrastination or not being motivated, but we need to know that we're valued in the world. Exactly. You know? It's not easy being a musician and ultimately it's something that we're doing for other people. So that really gives us that extra juice. We need to feel that somebody's waiting for us. I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. Because, you know, I think it's always uh, an exchange. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, so it's tough, when, uh, especially right now that, that we don't have concerts because everything is, uh, is frozen, <laughs> especially mm -hmm. in the US, but everywhere in the world. So for us, finding motivation right now, it's very hard. And, uh, but we have to accept, <laughs> I mean, uh, we don't work in the bank. <laughs> so we have to yeah. accept the up and down. And, and I love your idea of uh, just let me do what I would most love to do for myself 
right now because the other side of it is when it rains it pours and sometimes we get more work than we have time for and then we don't get to do these passion projects so now is really the time to take advantage of that i think that's really smart yes you're right So what okay, so this is called uh, the Piano Pod Rapid Fire Questions. We're going to ask um, really, you know, from $5 questions to a million dollar question at the end, and then nobody gets the money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun question, so I would like for you to answer in, oops, sorry, in very uh, short, short answer, please. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to start. Yep. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Question number one, five dollars. What is your favorite food? Oh, pasta. <laughs> Spaghetti. Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> All right. Number two, cats or dogs? Dogs. All right. Yay. Do you have a pet? No. No? Okay. All right. What is your word or words to live by? Love. Ooh, oh. Love. <laughs> good one all right what is the most important quality you look for in people uh imagination what is the worst quality in people you want to stay away from opportunism <laughs> yeah, opportunism. yeah opportunism yeah that's yeah. a good one all right eric oh yeah okay my turn uh name three people who inspire you living or dead uh, in music or in general, whatever. Anybody, yeah. Uh, Stravinsky, <laughs> Verdi, and uh, Michelangelo. Mm. Mm. Uh, who would you like to take lessons from? Um, I guess this is a historical figure. Who would you like to take lessons from if they were still alive? Um, Doesn't have to be a musician. Yeah, Stravinsky. Stravinsky, okay. Um, and which historical figure or composer would you want to hang out with at a bar? Verdi. Verdi? Okay. <laughs> that sounds, sounds great. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds All right, like we're having a party. Bar. All right, yeah. so I'm going to print out the million dollar question. All right, okay. let's do it. One Go piece in your current playlist. One piece? Mm -hmm. In your current playlist. I don't have any playlist, but... Uh... <laughs> One piece um, hmm. that you're listening to right now. Um, you listen to any music? Schumann. Schumann. Wow. All right. Quintet. Schumann Quintet. Piano Quintet. Piano Quintet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's my favorite. One. Name a book title you're currently reading. Okay, I'm reading a book, uh, uh, Lorenzo da Ponte, the me memoir, Memories. The greatest of Mozart, mm. and it's uh, I'm almost done. It's a big book. It's kind of a Don Giovanni <laughs> uh -huh. type of guy, and it was very fascinating. Fun. You get only one song piece to listen to for the rest of your life. What would it be? Very cool. Probably John Cage, four minutes and thirty-three seconds. Uh -huh. Very, very good common. one good one <laughs> and fill in the blank music is 
if I am in the no fill in the blank. Music is blank. What 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 is your blank? Ah, okay. It is dream. Oh, look at that! Like, ding ding ding! <laughs> you win! You are the winner. You're right. But if we have. Oh. All right, so that concludes this episode of the Piano Pod. Thank you so much, Paulo, for joining our program today, and thanks to you, our audience, for listening. We want to remind the listeners and the viewer of this episode that Paulo Martini's new album, The Month, has ends on the music streaming services as such as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon.、Um, The place Paulo just mentioned earlier, and all the links are listed in the description of this episode below. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the thumbs up button down below and be sure to subscribe to our channel. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn accounts. The links are listed in the description. And as always, if you have feedback for us, please leave it in the comments, send us a DM, or you can also email us at thepianopodnyc at gmail dot com. Hope to see you for the next episode of the Piano Pod. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Paulo. Thank you for hosting me. Bye. Bye. Bye.